Central Podcast. We're a couple of guys with no credentials who like to talk mad shit. Let's get into it. I guess before anything else, we should pay a quick tribute to uh, MF Doom, who yeah. we learned passed away on Halloween, which is fitting. And then uh, we didn't learn about it until New Year's Eve. Yeah. Uh, truly, truly one of the greats. I mean, when, whenever people pass away, you know, everyone is quick to say, oh, they were the, the greatest yeah. to ever do it, whatever. But MF Doom is without a doubt uh, one of the pivotal figures in hip-hop music. Yeah. Without, without a doubt, I mean... Well, what I would say is that um, very rare in music or in, in kind of life, you know, but, but, but like pop culture life, that kind of stuff is someone actually singular. Yes. And, and he's, he is, there is literally no one like him and, and, and not, and, you know, and that can be, you know, good, you know, that's with no like value one way or another, but he was also, he's one of the greats. And he was absolutely singular, which is um, yeah, absolutely. Rare. And and also, I don't think anyone is as influential at the end of the day as he has been uh, for like what fifteen, twenty years now, almost. Yeah. People people always say ninety nine, right? Like this is his big. Right, but I mean, he's been making music even earlier. I mean, I remember all the. No, no, no. I'm saying stuff. like, but like his big moment into like the the yes. The, the hip hop consciousness, like yep. broadly, yep. exactly. Yeah, you know. but people always say that Lil Wayne is the most influential rapper of the last 10, 15 years. I mean, I would argue that it's actually MF Doom, um, and it's yeah, because especially, I mean, they they both you can make the connection that they're both kind of uh, stream of consciousness, right? Rappers like that, but what MF Doom has is that he not only is a this kind of stream of consciousness rapper and is also just an incredible writer, which Lil Wayne also is in his own <laughs> weird yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. But uh, what MF Doom has, which Lil Wayne doesn't have, I think, is that he is incredible. MF Doom was incredibly perceptive in terms of just uh, societal uh, dynamics and, and interpersonal shit and like, Buried in, in the middle of all his wordplay and all of his funny word of uh, stream of consciousness stuff was also just like incredibly wrenching musings on what it means to be a human being and what it means to be a weirdo and what it means to be like yeah. someone you know who's just trying to wade through the morass of daily life. <laughs> um, yeah, and, yeah, and uh -huh. that's that's something that. I mean, I guess in, you could argue that Lil Wayne does this in his own way, but Lil Wayne is more like a battle rapper almost and more of like a, um, 
you know, he's, he comes out of a completely different school of, of, of thought. And, and, MF, and without MF Doom, there would just simply be no SoundCloud rap. No, <laughs> you know, Not because like his his exact style is basically what these kids are doing, except um, much, much worse. <laughs> um, yeah, um, yeah, no. And, and there would also, I mean, without MF Doom, there would be no Odd Future. There would be no contemporary LA rap scene. Um, you know, like it's just the the he was like a stone uh, that, that threw itself into the pond of hip hop in the, in the late nineties. And just like the circles going out from that are just like ever growing. And, and yeah, he was just like, he was just one of the greats. I mean, absolutely no doubt. I mean, myself as a fan of hip hop music for uh, more than 20 years now, I'm old enough to say these things. Jesus fucking Christ. He has been uh, from day one almost someone that I, uh, I, I I've been a huge fan of, and uh, I mean his work with KMD, even his work with MF Grimm, you know, it goes back um, a ways. And I know that Mad Villainy is like the the album that everyone seemingly knows about, but I urge everyone to check out the King Ghidra album. I urge everyone mm -hmm. to to check out the the uh, Victor Vaughn stuff, which is fantastic. Operation yeah. Doomsday. Uh, I would even I would even argue that the later stuff like JJ Doom and Neruvian Doom, like all of this stuff, even the the stuff that he did with with Danger Mouse, it's all worth revisiting. It's all it's he truly. I mean, it's a huge loss, and it's um, yeah. Yeah. No, he was he's a giant. Um, I mean, shout out to not their style, but or, or his style, but like the the blueprint like he kind of put the blueprint out there you talk about like soundcloud rappers or people who were like diy um that that kind of aesthetic like we don't have nipsey yeah we don't have nipsey hustle without that yep. like what he he did like the truth is there were two people um and we lost him right there was only one other person who would have had the who I feel like would have had the same kind of uh influence it would have been in a different way but we lost him you know 21 years ago it, the only other person was Big L mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it was like him and him and MF Doom were next mm -hmm. you know what I mean and MF Doom was way more like aware of just like controlling his his narrative like Big L was kind of like going the 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 uh you know the the more like gangster mainstream route like right. jay-z you know uh uh, uh jay-z biggie tupac you know cube way about it he would have been embraced like he was embraced almost immediately what like broadly but like they were the two undeniable talents and mf doom's footprint is all over um, hip hop. If you don't like what's going on, that's just because they weren't as good as MF Doom. <laughs> you know indeed, what I mean? But indeed. like, but the ones that you do like, like Kendrick and fucking Nipsey and you know Pop Smoke, R.I.P. We lost him yep. a year ago. Like, yep. they all they all track. No doubt, absolutely no doubt, so, absolutely no doubt. And also MF Doom. Real 
what, shout out to a real one. He truly was a, a villain. I, I love the stories of when he used to book shows and then just send stand-ins who would lip sync <laughs> a song or two with a mask on and then just run out with the money. <laughs> that was, I mean, that was legendary even, you know, 10, 15 years ago he would do this shit. So, I mean, yeah, shout out to oh, a true beautiful. one. Like, for real, for real. They, yeah. I think they, uh, yeah. It's uh, all caps when you spell the man name. As, that's uh, it. He would say so. <laughs> re- rest yeah, in yeah. peace, dude. I think Mar- I think Marrow might have like said that like that 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 was the inspiration for his uh, tweet style. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> See, his his influence reaches far beyond just music. It, yeah, people. It, yeah talent uh you know people who are who can't rap who consider themselves uh rap critics like ourselves <laughs> and marrow uh yep yep <laughs> yeah so r.i.p uh a, a huge loss unfortunately i've been uh there's this huge five hour uh spotify playlist or a 15 hour pl- spotify playlist i should say i've been listening to for the last few days you know r.i.p mf doom metal face all right so i guess um should we uh should we talk about uh what else is depressing (laughs) i mean all of it uh i have i have two things i prepared two things uh, okay for today because i know that we're both not in the best headspace after 10 months of spending at home <laughs> because of a ever more spir- spiraling out of control global global pandemic yeah and, and just the the general political failure bipartisan and just global uh that has met this pandemic uh, so I thought I would I would maybe try to brighten our spirits a little okay. bit uh, by, or your spirits more than mine, uh, I guess, by showing you that yes, we live in a country that is led by complete morons top to bottom, but also the EU and Germany as well. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, just the, the vaccine rollout in the United States is, has been an abysmal failure already, uh, of course, that's, that's clear, but also the, the vaccine rollout in the EU is equally <laughs> pathetic, so I thought it might amuse you to learn about it a little bit more. But before we get to that, we should, I, I want to like ramp up to that, and okay. if you allow me to maybe rant for a little bit about uh, Garcetti. <laughs> oh yeah yeah um <laughs> i mean <laughs> if you allow me <laughs> i mean oh god yeah um because i mean we are the literal worldwide epicenter of covid right now la County yeah is. yeah yeah no um, um the, the, the the national number i mean la is keeping the national numbers high single-handedly just because of yeah. how bad it is right here. Um, yeah, yeah, no, no, we we are we are in the thick of it, y'all. We like, are, it's it's not quite as bad as New York was in April, just in raw numbers of like, that's, mortality that's, and stuff. But that's like 
I, I would actually say it's worse because it's harder to get close to these numbers considering how big and spread out LA is. Yeah. I would I actually mean, say that, the, that we're, we're doing worse than New York did because the, the proximity factor um, should be on our side and it was, and it's actually super against New York city. Um, well, here, this is, I, I'm glad that you mentioned that because this is, this is exactly what I, I read an article this morning that basically I thought I would have a heart attack. Uh, when I read the quote that is attributed to Garcetti in it. Uh, but one thing also that gave me almost a heart attack this morning was because L.A. is, the, the situation in L.A. is so bad, it's now a national story, right? The same way that, that yeah. New York was. There was an article in Politico. It says, locked down California runs out of reasons for surprising surge, all right? And they talk about like how no one can figure out why there is such a surge right now, which is bullshit because the LA Times has an excellent article about why. We'll get to that in a second. But the thing that really I thought was unbelievable is they are quoting an associate professor of population health and disease prevention from uh, UC Irvine. He says at the end of the piece, he says, in politics, 40% doesn't carry the day, but 40% can drive the epidemic. California is deep blue, but from the virus's perspective, we are a lot more purple than people give us credit for. Yep. I mean, the reason we have a, an unprecedented surge in cases in Southern California, and it's not California, it's Southern California and the Central Valley. Northern California is not as bad at all. They actually have very good numbers. It's Central Valley and Southern California. The reason why we have a surge is because of Trump voters. Yep. <laughs> because <laughs> because there are Trump voters in California. They are the ones causing the surge. All the good liberals, everyone that voted for Joe Biden, they have well, nothing to do with this, I guess. No, no. I, I, I agree in part, I, but I also agree that, like, Here's the thing. We are like, shit, how can I put this? Yes, we are connected. And I'll just use the, an example of a friend. I won't, no names here. But like, I have a friend who's, I have multiple friends, all right? And and these are, and I use this not loo loosely, like they're, they're varying degrees. They're, they're, but literally friends of friends who are of, they may be liberal. Um, they're also younger and, but they come from Trump leaning backgrounds and families and they have been, so like they, they're the, they're the spreaders, right? They go, Hey, I'll, I'll be careful, but I'll go, but I'll go see my family who are all the people who have not been careful who have been, you know, actively um, pricks about this shit, right? And, you know, and then they bring it back and they may be asymptomatic or what have you, and, but now they're in the, in the zone, right? And they were like, well, my family, you know, I know that this is a problem, but my, you know, I can trust my family. It's like, no, asshole, no, you can't. But, but this is only Trump voters that are doing this? I won't even, no, 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 I'm saying like, it doesn't just have to be Trump. Like the people that I'm talking about that I know 
are not Trump voters, but their families are. And they let their guard down to go around those people. Because, I mean, I have friends, too, that let their guard down. I have, a, mm-hmm. I'm not going to name names either. I have a right. friend who from New York who has frequently, during the pandemic, taken a flight from New York to California uh, to spend time here, wanted to meet up, is in Orange County, is just not a Trump voter, a good liberal. Like, this idea that only Trump voters are uh, responsible to drive these numbers is fucking ludicrous. Well, I don't, I don't think that it's only Trump voters, but I do think that the... I, th- I do think that the, the areas that are Trump voter areas have... It, you're talking about, like, the difference between... That would be interesting to see. If, uh, we, no, should, no, we, no. Should che- we should check. So we know for a fact that Beverly Hills is Trump County. They voted overwhelmingly for Trump in uh, the... Yeah. 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 It would be good. It would be nice to see what the numbers are there compared to, like, Santa Monica, for example, which is firmly Biden country. Yeah, is the, yeah but that's, that's negligible. That, that, they're the same people. Um, that, like, but what, what I would say is that the Trump voters, like, there's a difference between being like, I'm going to take a calculated risk because I have health care and I'm young and I'm this or I'm that. And so I'm taking a calculated risk, which is still stupid, versus like the people who are like having death parties, right? And, and, and super spreader events on the reg. And there, there is a difference. Like there is a, you know. Well, if anything, the people that are having uh, these super spreader death parties are apolitical people. Like if we if we just look at New Year's Eve, for example, all of the parties in L.A. were like these influencer parties. Oh, um, they're dickheads. Like, yeah, no. I, I, right. Look, I mean, I, they're not Trump voters. Well, I look, I don't know. I can't speak for every one of those things, but there are also people who have access to like fucking um like. This this goes to the whole healthcare system just being fucked up because these are people who could just be like, I'm gonna get everybody tested. Like I can drop like if Ciroc is gonna pay for my fucking New Year's party, right? I can take I can write in the thing that they they pay for the my instant COVID test. You know, like dickheads like fucking uh, certain comedians with you know giant uh 20 million or 20 million uh listener podcasts can do like you know what i mean like like it's not it's i mean eventually you do that enough somebody somebody's gonna slip through but these are people who have actively there there was a there's a comedian who has a podcast who's literally putting like like fucking stand-up shows in her backyard and she was like Instagram storying, like, look at me making sure everybody has a test. And it's like, I can't get a test. Like, I can't get a fucking test. You know what I mean? But, like, this is also a have-have-not situation. Without a doubt. I mean, what my my whole point is, is that this argument, this line of argument is completely fucking ludicrous. Because, like, the reason we have a surge has nothing to do with whether or not there are Trump voters in, in, in California or not. Like, I mean, you have uh, Trump voters everywhere. I mean, it's, I mean the, to say, like, oh, it's the, the state is more purple than we think. So that's why now, nine months into the pandemic, when really in the spring, I, I, yeah. I, I think that we that's were doing a, well. I think that's a lazy argument 
but I do, but I do agree that the places that are Trump areas are places that actively pursue um, this death cult bullshit. Like, well, we uh, live in LA I mean? County, which is not Trump County. Uh, Trump no, no, County. but Orange County is. But like, yes, but LA County is uh, by no, no, far no, no, the but, worst. But it, yeah, but like if anybody goes home to see their mom in fucking Orange County, who and their mom is, you know, some fucking MAGA broad, like or her, the neighbor, like whatever, like it, it, it was, it was in Orange County before it was here, like that. That is, you know, like how that entire line of argument, in my opinion, is bullshit. And here's why: I'm going to show you why. There, this this okay there was a really I mean, good you're also you're also not factoring in the fact that like a lot of people in LA county are not from LA and they went the fuck home to wherever they fucking were for thanksgiving and all that other shit right no i i am taking I, that I, in, I, on the contrary i am very very much taking it into account okay let's let's just talk about this uh, this LA county uh, this LA times article that came out uh, yesterday i think that um, mm-hmm. that unlike this bullshit Politico um, thing, which of course the biggest morons in the fucking media industry now are all all of a sudden LA uh, experts. They are idiots. We don't need to listen to them. The LA Times though had a good article about that. Uh, LA Times. I'm also not a big fan of, but they have very good reporting on coronavirus though in LA. Excellent uh, people writing for them. They had a good article that posed the same question that this bullshit political uh, piece uh, posed, which in political, the answer is Trump voters uh, are responsible for this uh, surge. LA Times asked the same question, and they didn't really answer the question because I don't think there is an answer. There is no silver bullet why this is happening now. Yeah, no, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. They talk about a few interesting things that, and now you might say that I am monomaniacally uh, uh, just obsessed with shitting on Garcetti, but when I was reading it, I cannot describe to you the quivering rage I was feeling (laughs) (laughs) when when I put two and two together. Right, okay, all right, I'm I'm here for it. Okay, because at the end of the day, like the reason why we're 10 months in, in the United States, and this is, and, and, and Europe, as we'll see in a little bit, also not a, a good track record, but in Europe, there has not been this sustained kind of death march that we have had in, in the United States. And there are structural just deficiencies in the United States that are to blame for it, which of course is the healthcare system, but uh, in LA, there are just a few things that this article talks about, which really interesting to think about. I'm just going to quote here uh, real quick. LA County has a huge manufacturing sector and two of the biggest ports in the nation. Industries staffed by people who work in the kind of close quarters that can facilitate spread of the virus. LA's factories, where individual outbreaks have infected more than 400 people, have been a major driver of cases throughout the pandemic. All right, which is, I think, yeah. a very no. Uh, a strong point. That's a very that's astute, astute observation. Which leads me to ask: Where are the protective measures for the workers? Uh, where are the enforceable rules? Where are the liabilities for companies? Why aren't they protecting their workers? All right. So uh, that's just that's just a start. Um, I are ports municipal issue are controlled or are they? You know yes, what I mean? Like I think so. I think so like, because. 
I think yes. the Port of LA is not under. I believe it is because the LA it is, city. It is. I believe it. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I'm only saying this because the LA City Council had a vote on emissions from uh, the LA, uh, the Port of LA. Yeah, um, ports are ports are interesting because they're a jurisdictional nightmare in terms of regulatory uh, issues. So that mm -hmm. I would. That, that I think that would require a deep, deep, deep dive. But yeah, no. That but I, yeah. So um, still, though, I mean, you know, uh, something. I, I'm not. I'm not blaming Garcetti specifically for the work. No, 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 no. At the fuck him. Port of like, LA. No, no, no. Fuck, but, fuck him. But I mean, but, something at some level should have been done. Okay. Now, yeah, next at point. the very least, he should be. If it's somebody else's fault, he should have been fucking screaming bloody murder. That is my entire point. I'll come to it, but yes, I'm I mean, sorry. <laughs> yes, we'll 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 get to there in a second. <laughs> I'm sorry, I cut to the quick there. <laughs> the next one, I'm 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 going to cite another another little tidbit here from mm -hmm. the article. LA's expensive housing market also hurt the region. While density measures how many people live in a geographical area, another metric known as crowding tracks how many people live in a home. Having more than one person per room, excluding bathrooms, is considered overcrowded. But in LA, it is common for a working class family of four, five, or even more to share a costly one bedroom apartment. Uh, among the 25 biggest metropolitan areas in America, LA has the highest percentage of overcrowded homes, according to 2019 data from the US Census Bureau. 11% of LA homes are considered overcrowded, compared with about 6% in New York and the Bay Area. And now comes the thing that almost made my head explode when I, explode when I read it. That's what's come home to roost, that Los Angeles has a combination of poverty and density that leads to a virus like this being able to spread much more quickly and much more devastatingly. Mayor Eric Garcetti said, Mayor Eric Garcetti, you mean like problems of homelessness and poverty that you did jack shit about to combat during your tenure is now a problem? In fact, you might have made it worse? A housing market that's completely thrown to the wolves of like uh, speculators and the real estate uh, industry, where f I think 40 people, 40% uh, of people living in LA County spend half of their income or more on housing every month. And like, and as mayor, you did nothing about. Now that's coming home to roost. Yeah. It's coming home to roost. Like your fucking failure as a mayor is coming home to roost. Like, and yeah. and this is this is his legacy of failure, you know, to do anything about homelessness, poverty, housing. It's years of inadequate leadership. Uh, um, if 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 we well, are really buying this premise from this article that LA is kind of a sitting duck for this uh, virus. It is, LA is a sitting duck because of years and years and years and years of political failures that precede Eric Garcetti, of course. But oh, yeah. he is just the, 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 re, the most recent well, I one mean, that has but he done was also, nothing about all these things. Yeah, no, no, and you're right. But he was also these are structural things, you know, that, that, that has, have nothing to do with, like, the pandemic per se, you know, but are just, like, uh, conditions well, that, yes, as the article well, says... Even before he was, even before he was mayor, he was also on the city council. Right. And he was the city, right. and he was the representative for <sighs> oh Silver God, Lake and other. What's that? Yes, the city council. And, exactly and, my next point. Nuri and, Martinez tweeted last week. 
oh, it's so bad, our ICU capacity is at 0%, so many deaths, blah, 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 it's as bad as it's ever been. We should do the same as in March. Do it! You are the head of the fucking city council. Shut it down. Fucking go back into lockdown. You have the power to do it. If not you, who? They're not doing anything. So exactly what you said before, Eric Garcetti. What are they doing? They're acting as if they are powerless to do anything about anything. Except and when it comes, of course, to transfer free money to their uh, friends in the fucking yeah. real estate uh, industry, their well, donor class. I'll uh, say this. I'll know, say this. Police. So you're, you're right, of course. Um, I will say that there are some really bad um, housing laws that are on the state level. Yes. Yes, that, absolutely, of course. That that have, I'm not letting the city council off. Like, if it were me, if I were Eric, if I were Eric Garcetti, and I was on the city council for eight years, and then mayor for the last five or six, um, I would have, I would have done what I wanted to do and made these assholes sue me. Um, in terms of like, but but like, rent stabilization laws. And the expansion of uh, apartment complexes, um, you know, because the truth is, and, and this is where it comes to non-Trump voters, uh, the, these good libs who uh, who pay for these homes and then don't want anybody, you know, pay you know pay double what a home's worth because it's L.A. and then don't want any homeless people living near them, right? Uh, who you know where they get in these neighborhood count. Uh, you know, neighborhood councils where they're like, yeah, well, we don't want, uh, you know, a clinic or a hotel or section mm -hmm. eight housing in our neighborhood. I live in a, and then like, I live in a neighborhood that has a clinic, has a free clinic and takes care of very, uh, sick, poor people. Um, many homeless, uh, or like in danger of being homeless, you know, that kind of poverty. Uh, and I've been here since it was a, not great neighborhood and now it's like the truth is like if i ever wanted to stay here as a homeowner i would have had to buy about four years ago right yeah <laughs> you know it, it, after having been here for three or four years like if i could have bought if i had known when i got my apartment that i this neighborhood was going to become what it you should have gotten become, a house <laughs> i should have just bought a house that, that's the truth because like it wouldn't be much more than what i'm paying for right now but I would have way more than I have. Um, that said, you know, and that's just like from a, from a, the, the ultimate, just like solo perspective. But the truth is like these rules and laws, like these have always been a problem. Like this pandemic has laid bare all of the, all of the structural weaknesses of the, of this country and, and, you know, on every level, like municipal state, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And like, and these people, and it's it's disgusting to see people who have built their careers um, paying lip service, but uh, to these things, but not doing anything. Uh, now act like who could have ever known? It's like literally, dude. These are the things you ran on that you never addressed. But also, what you said before is exactly right. Um, Garcetti is constrained by a bunch of stuff. Like there's a lot of decisions he cannot take, which 
we'll come to it in a second, is hilariously even more uh, pronounced in New York State <laughs> between Cuomo and Debanglio. Um, but yes, you're absolutely right. But as uh, the mayor of LA, he can be an advocate for LA. He can be out there and fucking fight for, you know, whatever. Um, it's, it's not like, just because okay. in, in theory, legally or whatever, he, he, he can't like make certain decisions, he can be out there and fight for it. And they're fucking um, produce like some kind of pressure onto Newsom, onto whoever he needs to pressure, even the federal government, if he needs to. What's fucking a, what's a, engage what's in politics. This is exactly the same thing that Pelosi does all the time too, where she doesn't even we, engage in politics. We need we need to we need to hit a pause here real quick. Or I'm not sorry. not pause. Not not, not pause. I'm sorry, it just makes me but insane. No no, 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 but I I'm going to make you both happy and enraged at the exact same moment with my with my observation about what you're saying Garcetti should do. <laughs> because it's literally what Newsom did. As mayor of San Francisco, <laughs> when he advocated for fucking marriage equality. Right, right, exactly right, 100%, exactly. And, you know, and so it's like this weird, like, thing of, like, we, first of all, our governor, who's fucking this up, already did the right version of this for another issue. Right. 16, 17 years ago. Right, right. Right? Like, how crazy is it? that we are seeing, but, but, but instead of like, and like, I'm not, um, I'm not shitting on marriage equality. This shit's important. Uh, if for no other reason than like healthcare, you know, you get better mm -hmm. healthcare if you're married, mm -hmm. right. Uh, um, you can share your healthcare. Uh, so that's also super important. Um, but we already saw the playbook and it like, is there any doubt that Gavin Newsom didn't benefit in the long run by having that, but by doing the right thing as a mayor in a very, just like, I'm going to take a lot of hits. I'm going to lose court cases. People are going to try to invent laws, but I, like he genuinely moved the needle. Uh, yes. Marriage equality yes. and don't ask, don't tell by doing that. Right. right. Like there are more people in California in the military than any other state. Right. So like that, that also, so like he has, he has done this, he has affected national change as a mayor, which is what Garcetti, if he, he literally could have Garcetti at the outset of this been like, you know what, we just had an election where these, these props didn't pass and it's really fucking up this thing. I'm going to start as mayor, like by fiat, saying these are the new laws yes. about this stuff. Yes. Fucking sue me. Yes. Okay. Exactly. All right. And, and, Instead, and, and, he is a fucking pussy. I remember when yeah. uh, the issue came up um, about closing down gyms, right? Garcetti didn't do it at first because his argument was, well, West Hollywood is not doing it. And if we're closing gyms in, L in LA City, but they're open in West Hollywood. Everyone can still go into West Hollywood, exercise there, and then come back into LA, and then whatever. It doesn't make a difference. You are the mayor of, of the LA, biggest... Of, of LA. One of the biggest city in the fucking nation. You don't think that if you make a decision like that, that other cities around you, especially this, these... 
let's not go into the history of why all of these, this tapestry of small, little, shitty towns even exists in, in Southern California. Hint, racism. Hint, racism. Yeah. Uh, you know, let's not go into that. But you don't think that all of these little municipalities that depend on L.A. to exist for them to exist because they use fucking LAPD, they use fucking ambulances, uh, the entire healthcare, uh, they don't have like their own... Uh, health department. LADWP wouldn't exist if it wasn't for LA City. Right. I mean, now places like Irvine, whatever, like there are a few yeah. reactionary small little towns that, that now about the water. Want, want to make their own health departments now, all of a sudden, you know, now. Uh, but whatever, most of them don't have it. So if you as LA close down bars, close down gyms, close down all these things, you don't think this has, this has an effect on the surrounding little municipalities? Right? Absolutely. I mean, Look, Fuck like, off! You know, like, you know what? You know what the worst part about this is. Um, and and I say this, I I, I, I like shudder to say this, <laughs> like it, it it genuinely, you know, because I've talked about the next two guys I'm about to talk to. I've talked about on this podcast, at like, and I've demonized the hell out of them. Um, and one of them's currently being a a, a fucking ghoul and a piece of shit, but. If they were on the right side of the coronavirus issue, which one of them probably is, um, one is most definitely not, but in their capacity as mayor, in understanding what being the mayor means, uh, Rudy Giuliani and Michael Bloomberg would have <laughs> fucking skull fucked the surrounding cities and the governors. Right. Right. Yes. To yes. get this, like, yes. like I, I mean, it, it's a huge leap. But I'm saying their attitude no, I, I know towards their understanding of their of what their city, their position, and their city means. I'm not sure, so sure about Bloomberg, but definitely. Uh, oh no, no, Bloomberg because of the gun. Like I, I say that because of his the gun control stuff. Like you know, if oh, and if, I guess maybe the soda. <laughs> no, no, no. Like Bloomberg, if like if he was the mayor of L.A. right now, and would have been like. Like, the problem with Bloomberg is he doesn't give a shit about homeless people, but he does give a shit about health, right? So he would have been like, well, what's the, how do I fix this? Okay, this is what I'm going to do, and fuck you, sue me. Right, but th this, this has to be exactly the fucking... I, or... like, and, and I, we have, a, we have two whole ass episodes where I'm like, fuck <laughs> those two guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this, this, also, this also reminds me of... I Richard Daly... Son and dad in Chicago in this situation would have skull fucked the state, the surrounding cities, the suburbs. So, like, it's not just New York. Like, I'm not New York biased. Like, any strong mayor who mm -hmm. understands, like, Gavin Newsom as the mayor of LA, if he would have been mayor of LA instead of San Francisco from 16, 17 years ago, would have had the right answer. Gavin Newsom now is a whore who. Uh, you know, has he has uh, way more baggage because of uh, his marriage to uh, our, our girl, uh, slutty Kim uh, Guffoil. <laughs> and like, he had to reclaim, he had to like salvage his shit because, like, by the way, after all the shit that's come out of her, uh, out of uh, out about her, I no longer blame him for all their crazy, freaky sex shit that got them in trouble. Oh, I never blame him for that. I never blame I, him. I for actually that. think it's her now. 
Like, I think that's played <laughs> out. Like, she's she's threatening, you know, she's, like, threatening to give lap dances to donors now. Right. But anyway. Right. Well, she did it even during the uh, the the campaign, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so, like, so. Susia. Susia. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, but also. No, this, but this but makes I'm me just think... saying, like, a mayor who, who understood the, the power of their mayoralty and their city, like, Garcetti's just fucking weak. But this just, but also like, there is a town in Germany called Tübingen, Germany. We've talked about it. I have my my issues with the way that they responded to the crisis too. Anyway, this is town Tübingen. It's a small town, right? It's in no way comparable to LA. Fine, okay. But Tübingen is one of the places where they and the the, the surge in 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 Germany is out of control too. Way more than it ever was uh, in in the spring as well. Um, but Tübingen, though, has had little to no cases since the spring because they have a mayor who had a very specific uh, plan about how, as much as he can control what's going on in his city, how to um, respond to it, and without a lockdown. Yeah. And the, the, it might be because the guy is a mathematician. The, uh, the mayor, his name is uh, Boris Palmer. And he, there was a huge scandal in the, in the spring where he said that, COVID, basically, he said in an interview that, that he's not so worried about COVID because it kills people that, statistically speaking, would be dead in like six months anyway or something like that. He said it like that, you know. He, he, but, but basically, what he, he meant it as like a mathematician, you know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, uh, yeah, but you just can't say me. it. You, you can't right, say right. it as a politician like that. Right. But anyway, but under his leadership, COVID, basically a non-issue in Tübingen. Universal um, uh, mask mandate, of course. The city itself did not get any masks from the, st the, the, the state nor the federal government. The city itself bought it en masse from wherever, distributed it to uh, N95 masks, distributed it to the entire population so that yep. Everyone has an N95 mask. Yeah, I, look. And also, he, he said, okay, let's look at what's going on. We know that the most vulnerable population is elderly people, okay? So what can we do? What they did is um, they said, okay, we don't want old people, people who live in, in nursing homes, you know, the elderly, mm -hmm. uh, generally speaking, we don't want them, for example, to take public transportation. But we also don't want them to leave them in the fucking rain. So they can take cab service. rides. No, even better, oh. cab rides at the same price they would pay for a bus ride. So the city is, is, is subsidizing, yeah, subsidizing yeah. cab rides for the elderly so they can take a car instead of riding on a bus and get around like that. I mean, it's, it's stuff. I mean, you know, it's, Yo. it's, it sounds like small potatoes, but at the end of the day, Tübingen is one of the most successful fucking cities in Germany in combating this fucking. Uh, Can I make you more pandemic? angry? Please. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the, uh, the old school, uh, um, I think it's bought by like the spinoff company, but you remember American Apparel. Right. Of course. Yes. I think L.A. Apparel is the rebranding spinoff after they got rid mm -hmm. of the dickhead and all that. Yeah, but it's yeah. still just and I think they still have the giant factory on 7th. Mm -hmm. 
like what has stopped Garcetti from giving them a contract to make all the N95s at any point and just give them shits out? Okay, well, now I'm, I'm, I'm going to get even more like, angry than that, even angrier than that. But, but am, I, am I making a point that... Absolutely, 100%, you're right. But even worse <laughs> than that, St. Vincent's, all right? Um, a, a former hospital uh, building... Yeah. Yep. That has been empty for years. That could have been set up as a... Yeah, yeah. We have 0% ICU capacity in LA County right now. Yep. They are uh, turning away ambulances yep. from hospitals. Yep. There are stories... It's not, st it's not isolated cases. It is a systemic problem that, yep. that ambulances, ambulances can literally not find a hospital to bring non-COVID patients to. They have to like go from one to the next to the next. It, 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 it's, it takes hours sometimes for them to find a hospital that has a bed open for someone who's not uh, a COVID patient. I we don't have, have an this, asthma attack. You have to be perfectly healthy at this point in LA because you're not going to find, even if you go to the hospital, even if you're admitted to the hospital, it's gonna, you're going to wait for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours before anyone will see you. We have this empty hospital, St. Vincent's. Yep. What has happened with it? They shot a pilot called triage there. While we had the most unprecedented surge in fucking coronavirus cases in LA, overwhelming hospitals, overwhelming ICUs, um, overwhelming morgues, it's, it's yeah. fucking bedlam right yeah. now in, in LA. We have an empty hospital. Yeah. Literally. Um. You know what? Where you it, know? Yeah. By the way, uh, shooting is still allowed in L.A. County. Because yeah, why? Well, because they, they want I the think, money from the shooting permits. That's I the think, only reason. I think, I think Thursday, I think Thursday they, uh, they officially put in to, to stop shooting, uh, to postpone it by three weeks. Uh, well, wow. It's about time. I think that I, think have this... through, I don't know. I don't know. But, but I'll, I'll even. Okay. So I see your empty hospital. <laughs> with movies, uh, and I raise you, um, the hospital ships. There is a hospital ship that is uh, homeported, and I know this because I literally shared a pier with it for years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> From 1998 to 2001, I was on a ship that was on the same pier as this hospital ship in San Diego. That could literally be here in two hours, three hours. Um, that they could literally park uh, off of uh, Santa Monica. Right, or Long Beach. Or Long Beach or whatever. But like they could literally just pull all the way up to Santa Monica and take care of all the west side mm -hmm. <laughs> in, in literally no time at all. Um, they haven't asked, <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that like, and this is considering what New York asked, uh, at the height of this in, at the end of March, beginning of April, like how is LA not, and, and by the way, New York was asking for a, a, a ship that was, and just, this is Navy nerd bullshit, which was infinitely harder to sail this way. You could literally get the fucking uh, Mercy, 
right? That's the West Coast one. Mm-hmm. USNS Mercy here, like the sun's not down. That shit should, if, if, it, if it left in a half hour, could be here in, in two and a half hours. Right. The shit does 30 fucking knots. Okay? That's fast. <laughs> um you know what i mean like you, you it, like you have a bunch of fuck you have three major military hospitals surrounding la and and i, I don't say this in terms of like right. yes, of, of, yeah. of of like like hey like let's federalize this stuff but like this is an emergency ask for it these are people there yes. there are literally hospitals that don't have patience in these in these things. Now, I, I don't. You, we can't let all of these people. We the logistics of getting them to the hospitals on these bases is is convoluted and, and messed up. But you can use all of the damn medical personnel to set up these field hospitals. That is that was going to be my next point. The, um, okay, I, I do understand that the current situation in LA is completely unprecedented, and that of course it would put a strain on the healthcare um, system here. And I am in no way uh, blaming the healthcare workers; they are doing no. absolutely everything they can. No, no, one hundred percent. I don't want anyone to to misunderstand me here. But the fact that LA as a city has been so completely unprepared for this is a scandal in and of itself. We knew since the spring there would be a second wave or that at some point it would get worse. Yeah. Right? Just complacency. Could, could, it, could we have uh, known that it would be this worse? Yes and no. But we could have at least have some kind of uh, preparatory measures because we always knew that at some point the hospital system would be overwhelmed. And we had, in fact, projections. I remember, I am old enough to remember this fucking spring, where we, we heard that, yes, if this goes unchecked, hospitals would be fucking overwhelmed, exactly the same situation we have now. What has been done? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, I mean, the, the, the truth is, like, the, the, the fish rots from the head. Um, yes. And, well, yes. and, and it, like at the end of it, the, 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 the Trump administration has, uh, you know, they, they conceded nobody, nobody, uh, stood up to him and he's a coward. And, actually, and like, I, actually, sorry. I, I, um, you've, you've heard about the, that gigantic New Yorker piece about the coronavirus response uh, by Lawrence Wright, right? I, I'm halfway through it. Yeah. All I'm going to say, uh, well, you mentioned uh, Trump and no one stands up to him. What strikes me about that piece, two things. One is that all of the public health um, officials that really took it seriously from the beginning uh, and, the, and are not in the federal uh, mm-hmm. government. We're talking about like people from the CDC in Atlanta right. and um, this one guy um, who was instrumental in, in getting the vaccine uh, to trial very early on. These are people that are public health officials. All of them, with no exception, got their start in public health during the AIDS crisis. All yeah. of them. Fauci yeah. as well. Fauci as well. 
um, maybe not to start, but he made his like bones during the the AIDS crisis. These are people that understand what public health can do, right? Right, what it should do, in fact, right, and that that are passionate about it, that took this seriously, that knew it, that sound that sounded the alarm, and that, in fact, did heroic things. The other thing that struck me about um, that that article, and again, I, I haven't finished it yet, but Trump plays a very small role in it. I, the, tr I, the, 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 the failures of the federal government are, yes, of course, Trump is a figurehead and he, at the end of the day, um, is, is the president, but the failures are, first and foremost, with Alex Azar, they are with the CDC, unfortunately, one has to say, there, are, there is an entire like chain of failure that leads up to Trump because Trump is a guy who just listens. It doesn't work that way, though. It works the other way. It works top down. It works uh, top down. Like they can, they can pass all the information. They can, you know, consult. And I say this as somebody who worked in that hierarchical stru uh, structure for meant for like ten years of my life. Um, it works top down. It just does. Um, and with no one there to to compel him to action, um, that is right. it, it yeah, all that falls is apart. Like it just does. Yes. Like it does. Th this is a hierarchical system that that literally gets its notes from uh, from the top. Th and, that and, is, yes, yes. And so you but, you may say like his footprint is uh, uh, on paper would look small, but the fact is is that everything is motivated by the priorities he sets. And I think and we're, we're both right. I think the I th so, I think like you know they can they can post all of it, but if no one along the way grabs that fat fucking loser by the scruff and yes, says, listen, exactly, you asshole. Exactly. exactly. Um, and, and motivates him properly. Um, cause he's literally the only person like, cause what, like if there's 50 of us who need his approval, but only one, but none of us has the, um, the gravitas or the, the motivation or the security in themselves to shake him, it's still like I can't make the the other forty nine guys do it. The only thing I could do is possibly scare the one guy who can make the other forty nine guys do it. If I understand the article correctly, what it shows is that the ship was left so rudderless because of Trump that there were a whole series of of fuck ups underneath him that just right. compounded and compounded and compounded into complete failure right. uh and which of course he didn't give a fuck about nor did anything about right. so that's but, yeah but but it's on him because he's the only one You're right. who okay. could make yes. them because look at what he's making them do for this election bullshit yes you're right okay right let's move on though to <laughs> the, uh, the 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 next i mean i think there's only one loser uh, on the scale of trump in this whole uh, pandemic that is andrew cuomo Governor of New York State. <laughs> Mr. Lessons in Leadership. You know, when I, see, when I see him sit there at his fucking press conference, for, for which, by the way, he's getting an Emmy, which tells you... I'll say this. Which makes it very explicit say this. what it I'm is. I'm going to uh, file a complaint as a member of the Academy. Thank you. <laughs> on, be, on behalf of us all. No, but like, 
this makes me think there is a French movie called The Minister from I think 2009 maybe. It's a movie about uh, the French, the main character is the French Minister of Transportation and there's okay. like this whole like um, power struggle within the, the French government. You follow him around, whatever. It's not a, a, a very good movie. There's one famous scene, maybe uh, you've heard about it, about a dream sequence that he has uh, where he sees a naked woman crawl into the open mouth of a crocodile. <laughs> I have heard of this. I have uh, heard of yes, this. It's, it's that movie. So the, the movie begins, though, with another dream sequence, which always makes me think, of, or when I see Andrew Cuomo, it always, always makes me think of that. You know, in the theater... Um, the stagehands, I think, I guess you would call them, these people are completely clad in black. Yeah. <clears throat> and they, and they, they, crew blacks, they, yes. Crew blacks. For people who don't know, uh, if, if there's like a change in scenery on the stage, they will, they will uh, turn off all the lights and these, these people that are completely in black from, from head to toe just uh, move around the, the, the fucking uh, things on stage, right? Yeah. His dream sequence is, is his office, uh, and these people dressed in black just move around, just run around and just p put his phone in place, put his fucking things on his desk and everything. And like the implication being like he sees his uh, job as theater <laughs> right? <laughs> more than like a real thing that, that, that implicates uh, people. Cuomo, exactly the same to me. It's all show. He, he's, he's getting an Emmy. Fine. Uh, the shows are great. It's just... Politically speaking, let's not forget, he literally has the blood of thousands of elderly people on his hand uh, of how he handled COVID in the spring. Anyway, yesterday, he made it a legal requirement to have an eligibility certificate before getting a vaccine in New York. Okay. And if a provider like CVS or a local doctor or wherever you might get your, uh, your vaccine... Uh, administers it without getting the certificate from each person, they can be fined up to a million dollars. Wow. That is the level of leadership we're getting. And you know what this reminded me of immediately? We talked about it before, I think, on the pod, is that video from the, the Spring 2 about, uh, I think it was in Philadelphia, they j had just enacted a mask mandate on public transportation. And there was a video of this guy who was on a bus without a mask, and these two cops came up to him, dragged him off, and beat his ass. And we were talking about like how instead of the cops just walking around handing out masks to people that don't have them, what they do is they just go Criminal around like, and yeah. beat at them. Exactly. No, uh, yeah. Because I mean, look. Look, that just speaks to the whole system of like what what I think largely what's missing is that this is a paradigm shift. And like people throw that phrase around a lot the last 20 years like assholes. But the fact is, is that because a pandemic like this has laid bare all the weaknesses in the system, um, it every piece of the system that is then mobilized against it is having its flaws exposed, right? So the idea Absolutely. of police yeah. now like treating a pandemic like an excuse to beat people um, and taking every 
resistance or argument as an affront to their authority just shows what uh you know power hungry addicted nazi fuck faces uh they are um a cab motherfuckers you know like it, it, that's it right there like the, there there's a simple answer to this which is like here's a mask um you want to you want to go where you want to go to your job or you want to go home here's the mask Absolutely. You want you I mean, want to go you want to go to your job or you want to go to jail. That, what you say is one hundred percent correct. Like, because like I don't need to do anything else. I'm a cop. I already got the gun. Like here's your here's a mask, dude. Like it's mask and or bracelet. Right now it should be like here's a vaccine. <laughs> no, no, no. Look, you know uh, what look, I mean. We, we the vaccine thing is a, a systemic uh, fuck you. Like overall, like the the the, the whole approach, it like. I'm tired of hearing about on this day in 1925, they administered 72 within six weeks. They, they, they administered 6 million vaccines to uh, people in one city. Like, I, I, I right, don't want to, yeah, like no, it, it's, I'm tired of. No, no, no. I will, I will now, I will now come to the part that is supposed to make you at least feel better a little bit. We've okay. been going on for an hour already. It's time now to, uh, okay. uh, I am as enraged about this as uh, I am about everything that I, I've talked about before. But I think for you and for other our other three uh, listeners in the U.S., my message to you right now is, yes, everything we just said, we are governed by the biggest losers and morons and idiots and fuck-ups that we can ever imagine. In my opinion, the entire political uh, establishment of the, the Western industrial industrialized world should be court-martialed one and all. Like, all of them. Yeah. Every single fucking one of them. Anyway. And I say this uh, because, yes, the U.S. is bad, but I am from Germany. I always have this German perspective, but let's talk about the EU in general, just as bad. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, there was a, 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 an article enraging and also funny in uh, Der Spiegel, was talking about the European Union's, they're talking about it from a German perspective, but it's basically the European, the European Union's effort to secure vaccines, right? And mm -hmm. when we talk about the European Union, we have to remember these are a lot of different states, not only Germany and France, the big ones, but you're also talking Slovenia, you're talking Poland, you're talking smaller ones, right? But anyway, so I am here to uh, tell you that, yes, we are, uh, uh, our political class is, is just absolute bottom of the barrel trash. So is Europe's. Der Spiegel, I quote, I start, I'm starting, I'm going to quote at length from this article about uh, the vaccine, because... Oh, it will at the, it it will make you smile hopefully a little bit while at the same time uh, also being horrible. Scientists estimate that sixty to seventy percent of Germany's population would need to be vaccinated in order to stop the virus. That would require a hundred to hundred twenty million doses because, with one exception, all the vaccines currently available have to be administered in two doses before they deliver immunity. The EU has ordered a total of one point three billion doses from six different manufacturers. Germany is entitled to 18.6% of those doses in a distribution mechanism calculated according to its share of the EU population. That amounts to around 250 million doses. But the number is misleading. 
<laughs> Currently, the only deliveries that are certain are those from German-American consortium BioNTech Pfizer, which we know well, and the American biotech company Moderna, which we also know well. BioNTech, whose vaccine is to be approved in the EU on December 21st, will be able to supply around 45 million doses to Germany in the first half of the year, <laughs> according to current estimates. Moderna, whose vaccine is due to be authorized for use in Europe on January 6th, could supply around 50 million doses. Together, that's a total yeah. of 60 million doses, which is far too little. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exact same shit that is happening here is the same in, uh, in Europe. And they, they go into the maddening details of how this came about. Between August and October, the EU concluded the first of its contracts with the pharmaceutical giants Sanofi, Johnson & Johnson, and AstraZeneca. Even at the time, though, it was conspicuous that the companies with the most promising vaccine candidates were not given firm contracts. BioNTech and Moderna had already obtained pr uh, promising results from their studies in July and were entering the home stretch. Way back in July, the US secured 600 million doses of BioNTech. What's funny about this article, by the way, sorry, is that it, it kind of um, makes the argument that the US is handling this way better than Europe, <laughs> which, which is funny. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is funny from where we're sitting, Woo! but I guess if you're sitting in Europe, you I, know it's like the, the, I, the grass I, is I'm always glad greener. To see that Europe does have a sense, uh, ha have a, an affinity for uh, hyperbole as well. Because <laughs> wow, bitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Way back in July, the U.S. secured 600 million doses. I, I don't know if that's true. Like, I mean, we had. We have 100 million, and then the, the Trump administration refused to buy an additional 100 million from BioNTech. So, anyway. Um, That's because the Trump administration played favorites with warp speed participants because they exactly. want to claim well, cre credit for all of it. So, and Pfizer, Mike the first one to market and the best one so far, which also has the most complicated delivery system. Uh, was not a participant, so they didn't want to buy. All, that shortfall of purchasing was for the one who didn't do warp speed, which is one they also want to claim is warp speed because fuck facts exactly. and any of us. So. But this is funny because we, we, will now get, we will now get the equivalent of how this kind of stuff happens in Europe. Mm -hmm. The EU only reserved doses. It didn't place con concrete orders until mid-November. And even then it ordered far less than it could have. The EU, the EU only secured 200 million doses from BioNTech with an option for 100 million more that would be manufactured later. According to sources with knowledge of the negotiations, BioNTech had additional capacity and apparently offered the capacity to the EU, up to 500 million doses in the first round. But the European Commission reportedly rejected the offer. <laughs> Wait, hold up. Wait. Wait, I might have to retract my cackle. Like... It might actually be worse there. Ugh, you dickheads. Yes, yeah, so you, you, I mean, I know, it's exactly. It might actually be worse in Europe than it is in the United States, as, as bad as it is here. In terms of the vaccine, not in terms in of... In terms of the vaccine, yes. No, in terms of the vaccine, yes. Move, um, continuing with the article. Why were only 300 million doses of a vaccine secured that had already demonstrated 95% efficacy, efficacy in clinical trials at the time? one that had been hailed as a sensation and was already on its no, way like, to re regulatory approval. Can I, can I, I got to jump in real quick. Yeah. This is the most 
amazing, and I'm not saying this is a Trump, like, fuck Trump, uh, but they had, like, this. the fact that this vaccine happened in less than a year, and I was telling people in fucking April that they would figure out the vaccine in less than a year, and people were looking at me like I was crazy. Uh, it's one of the more amazing fucking accomplishments in the in the modern history of science. Well, and, the vaccine and, existed and they're already. Fucking it up, and they are yes. fucking it up. And and I said that pe- I was telling people that they could do it. I like my thing was: is there going to be political will to lean into that? Like I was like, th- there's never been a situation like this where we've been as technologically prepared to tackle it. And and I'm I've been proven right by the fact that they had the actual vaccine in March. Exactly, I was going to uh, say. Like yes. I was right. I was the vaccine fucking, existed already. I mean, the I technology was, existed. I was fucking right about that, and I've also been proven right at like how politically fucked we all are. Yeah. Like like my one worry was this thing that's now happening, but I was like, yo, we're gonna find it. People were like, oh, it's gonna be two years. We're never gonna get it. I was like. No, the science is there. Anyway, I'm sorry. I, but like, no, no, no. This, I agree. We agree. Uh, now, now comes the um, the European version of what you just talked about: uh, Operation Warp Speed, and not wanting to buy from BioNTech Pfizer. The German health minister Jens Spahn pushed for more to be purchased but he failed to prevail in the end due to opposition from several EU member countries, in part, apparently, because the EU had ordered only 300 million doses from the French company Sanofi. That's that's why buying more from a German company wasn't in the cards, says one insider familiar with the negotiations. Don't they all use the euro? Like, shouldn't it not matter? Isn't that the whole point of the EU? Is that Wait, shit like worse. I made it in this country versus that country shouldn't fucking factor in to the worse. economy like things? It gets worse. It gets worse. But am, am I am I am I wrong in the Yes, of course. Yeah, I'm right, I mean, right? Like I'm right yes. in that the whole point of the EU is that the whole something point like is this that... wouldn't be exacerbated. Yes. Okay, yes. I'll go fuck myself. Cool. You go f- yes, please go fuck yourself. Similar reports have emerged from the negotiations with the US producer Moderna. Studies also showed its products to have an efficacy of 95%, but the EU only ordered 80 million doses. It has an option for, an, for another 80 million, but they wouldn't be manufactured until, later, until a later date. We could have provided more, says, says Stefan Bancel, CEO of Moderna, saying it could have been up to 300 million doses, but the, he said the EU didn't want more. And now the decision is looking even worse. <laughs> Last week... Sanofi in France was forced to announce that it had suffered a significant setback in the development of its vaccine. So they didn't buy the one that works, and they doubled down on the one that's like, oh shit, we, we don't have the fucking The company says it is no longer feasible for its vaccine to gain approval before the fourth quarter of 2021. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Are you fucking kidding me? The only one they actually had a solid contract with ain't going to fix it till fucking October of 2021. And then I love the, the article goes on. It says, 
bad luck, to be sure, but it's precisely the reason why it makes sense to first buy in large quantities from the companies that have already successfully completed their clinical trials and not just hope that everyone else will ultimately deliver to, which yes, <laughs> that's exactly no. right. See, there's a reason why motherfuckers left Europe to found this fucked up country. <laughs> yeah, you Hold guys on. fuck it, it, all that the... shit with your museums. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Who went to the moon first? <laughs> Suck my dick. All right. Well, I mean, uh, Russia sent a dog first. I mean, let's... Uh, yeah, let's, a dog, let's exactly. Be, a dog. Let's be clear dog. about the sequence of events here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who landed a fucking human on the moon? <laughs> all right. Fuck all right. You. It, it gets even worse than that. Wait, um, what? Yes. That's why, right now, whether Germany fares well or not hinges on the AstraZeneca vaccine, says Karl Lauterbach, the health policy point man for the Social Democratic Party, uh, and also an influential voice in Germany on the uh, political response to the pandemic. Next paragraph. Right now, development of the British-Swedish vaccine isn't going particularly well either. <laughs> Experts weren't happy uh, even with the design of the company's study. AstraZeneca simply combined data from two studies into a single analysis. One subgroup of around 2,700 subjects revealed an efficacy of around 90%, similar to that of the vaccines from BioNTech and Moderna. But among the rest of the test subjects, efficacy was just 62%. The fact that AstraZeneca combined these disparate Disparate results into an average efficacy of 70% triggered a storm of outrage. <laughs> so, yes. All right, um, I was just going to say, you guys, you're, you guys are supposed to be better at this. I know. Like, I know. Like, no, I know. like, I'm not even, like, puffing my chest out. But no, like, I mean, uh, this is exactly my point. It's, uh, it's, it's. Unfucking believable, and the the worst part about it is that uh, it's not as big a scandal, at least in Germany, as in my opinion it should be. Like, yeah. well, it's just as here, it's also not a big scandal apparently that uh, the Trump. Or, right, we were supposed to like used. We were fucking... we were supposed to vaccinate twenty million people by uh, last Thursday, and we only uh, vaccinated three million. Yeah, well, at All the current right, rate, so, it's like, going it's, it's to take 10 years. At this to, rate. At this, at this rate, rate, yeah. At the current rate. Absolutely. To um, it, it's going to kick into higher gear. Because, look, the truth is, like, let's... The, the elephant in the room is that, um, again, the person who could motivate everybody to do... Uh, to, to make this a thing uh, is trying to steal the election. Yes, but also Congress, um, though. Let's, no, 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 but, well, no, no. He's being enabled not, by. He's being let enabled. These motherfuckers by, off the hook. No, 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 no. I'm not letting him off the, the hook. But no, no. But like, he's the only person who could. He could literally slam his fist tomorrow. Yes. With the last one hundred percent. And we could we could vaccinate by Friday if he if he put his foot down today. Mm -hmm. We could vaccinate twice as many people as we already have in the month of December, in a week. That's the Absolutely, power but, of the president of the United States. But also the power of Congress is, though, that... No, if, no, no, they, but they all, have to, they all have to kind of, like, hold him accountable. But literally, the only guy who could just say, fuck you, we're going to get this done tomorrow, 
is him. But they're also the ones that provide the funding, though. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, but like, the, but the, the, the vaccines don't just could, fall from the sky. He, no, 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 but he could, but here's the thing. The dude tried to do it for a wall and eventually did it, like, even if they couldn't. He could nationalize every National Guard thing. He could nationalize, he could use the Defense Production Act to to facilitate all of this. Like, he has all of these powers where he could, yeah. dude, all right, I don't know, were we talking about this the other day? I think we were talking about it off offline or whatever, and I, I gave you the whole uh, battleship analogy from World War II. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. In World War II, at the Brooklyn Navy Yard, okay, they were making aircraft carriers and fucking because the whole Pacific Fleet was destroyed in one attack. That's how we ended up in World War II. In 1942 to 1943, the Brooklyn Navy Yard was pumping out a fucking battleship and an aircraft carrier, one of each, every two weeks. Every two weeks for a whole year. So that's 104 fucking ships. Or wait, let me cut that in half. Twenty six ships. I fucked that up. My mat. I've been drinking, but they've been pumping out. They pumped out twenty six ships in a year during World War II, eighty fucking years ago. Every single one of those ships would take a year each to get made into days. Uh, world. Right. They were pumping them out every two weeks. That means they had to get the fucking ore from the mines in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Those things had to get moved. They had to be fucking processed. Like they had to like find all the copper. In 1942, the penny was made of nickel. Right. Because they needed all the copper mines to produce copper for wiring for the ships. Mm-hmm. And all of that happened because the president said. Let's go, motherfuckers. And they and the powers are this are, are more now than they were then. Right. The powers of the right. executive are a yeah. hundred million times more now than they were when FDR had them. We could, if we had a president like and, and uh, like, we have our opinions of Obama. <laughs> there is no question. Were he president right now? This would well. First of all, this would not have gone to the way it, it's gone. Absolutely, uh, no question. Yes. But also, if he like literally subbed in, <laughs> right? Like if he just like a wrestling match just got tagged in, like Trump just bitched out, like oh, I can't do it. Obama save me. He would have fixed this. <laughs> like there's no doubt. There's no doubt that under Obama, uh, there's no doubt that under Biden, even. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. God like, willing, um, like that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like, it, it will the only be, thing I mean, that can fuck we'll that up is, much, is Mitch McConnell. Which, by the way, everybody go vote fucking Tuesday for Ossoff and Warnock. Yes. But, but, yes, you're right. But, like, Obama would have been like, okay, how do we fix this? What are the things I got to do? Like, he would have taken his drone strike mentality 
to drone striking the fuck out of this virus. Ah, now you finally admit. Finally, I have you admit. never, I have never denied. I have <laughs> no, let's let's cut it short. It was just a joke. Let's but not you know get what I mean. Right now. But yes. you know what I mean. Like he would have taken the drone strike. The same mentality that led him to do horrible shit, like the drone strikes, would have made him very effective against this current situation. That being said, um, this so. entire like Democratic Party, like we listen to the scientists bullshit. Oh no, no fuck them. No, no. I they refer to you to, to. I refer you to Bill De Blasio and fuck his. Fuck him. Fuck him. His fight against his own public health officials in New York City that in March told him what was going to happen. He's a and show. He, that guy's and a piece he of told shit. them, he, they literally were like, here's the data. You need to shut this shit down. Here's the data. Here is the data. And he told them they were politically naive. So, you know. No, 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 no. He, he, Same he, with Garcetti. No, no, no. No, no, no. They, anyway. they're, they're, they are... They are fake populists who are fucking, uh, they are fake. They, they are people who run on a populist message who are, are pussies and political fucking cowards. Like cowards. They, they are yes. fucking cowards. Like yes. Garcetti and de Blasio, like espouse the virtues of all these like grand democratic leaders. And they are fucking like, like like fucking I, I want to say Mighty Mouse because Mighty Mouse is dope. But whoever the fuck <laughs> Minnie Mouse or whatever the fuck it is, like whoever the fucking foil is, the 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 mental midgets, but not even mental midgets, like the the like the absolute like abyss of fucking uh integrity. Like yes. those guys but no no but they but it, they're worse because they run on the idea that they have integrity and that they actually care. But the fact is they're worse than people who are fucking running against those ideals because they will betray them at every step. That is exactly why I always get so angry. And you always uh, tell me I should, I, I shouldn't get so angry and the Republicans are worse, which of course they are, but this is exactly why I am so much more angry at the Democrats than I am at the Republicans because the Republicans fuck them. I mean, whatever well, they're, they're doing what they're doing. It is I, what it I, is. I think that the, the Democrats, Democrats I, I, give be, them, I give them, no, 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 I, generally, not specifically, but generally I give the Democrats uh, the benefit of the doubt because at least their, no. in, their intentions are in the right place. Like, no, 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 and that counts. And that fucking we can, counts. We can debate about that. No, anyway. no, that fucking counts. But if you give me specific uh Specific cases, I'll fucking look, dude. I one day, one day, one day. I'm I'm agnostic, but I grew up real Catholic, and I'll say this: uh, the Lord hates a coward, and I ain't that. I will go the fuck after the people that need going after. One day, one day we'll do the Obama episode. Maybe episode fifty, maybe episode one hundred. Like, like here's here's the thing about the. Obama I will say too. I will just. Here's I will the thing just... about the Obama episode is. <laughs> Uh, we're we're gonna have to like write up a contract of like ground yes. rules, yes. because the truth is we can't have an honest conversation there without acknowledging our biases, and the truth is you have the biggest bias in this, or or at least blind spot. Well, this is ex I was going to say I you, I agree with you one hundred percent. Your main argument is that, uh, let's not go into this 
No, no, no. Let's give them a preview. Episode 25. Your main argument is, my main argument, I mean, what I always say is that Obama was a failure. Okay. Uh, you, your main argument is he, I think in many ways you agree that a lot of the things uh, were a failure in the Obama administration, but because he was the first black president who had to deal with unprecedented um, uh, uh, He had to deal the weight of the history of the country. Opposition, yes. Okay, I agree. I 100% agree with you. Nonetheless, nonetheless, he made specific decisions that had nothing to do right. with that. That well, led to the failure. I, I, see, I will mention I, only two names. I will mention two names here, and then we'll, we'll, we'll move on well, because <laughs> this is not the Obama episode. I will mention two names that he made. He could have nominated two other people. It would have made... It just shows you his ideology. I, Larry Summers... Rahm Emanuel. I, That's I, it. I, I won't say anything more. I don't disagree with those names, but I will say uh, the word nothing is not applicable here. Nothing to do with it is not applicable. Let's move on. So, so anyway. We'll, but, we'll, yeah, we'll argue we'll, it some other time. No, no, no. Preview, <laughs> bitches. Tune back That's in. Exactly We're right. back. DCP is back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but you, you mentioned uh, the current effort by the, uh, the Rep Republican Party to... Mm -hmm. After all this time, still to still to steal the election, <laughs> let's uh, yeah, say, let's, uh, let's call let's it bring it on home. Um, okay, what I wanted to do is uh, I wanted to do a little game with you, which is Steve Bannon gave an interview uh, at the end of September mm -hmm. with a German right wing conspiracy lunatic called Beatrix von Storch. Wow, that's like one of that's a great of, name. <laughs> that's a fucking great name that is oh man excellent she's one of these people she has a youtube show that is that masquerades as a news show mm -hmm. but is just it's basically newsmax but on youtube and she's right. just even more unhinged than anyone on you know, newsmax. newsmax keeps trying to hire me are they really yeah dude they're offering me a lot of money it's fucked up Do it. No, okay. fuck no. No, 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 no. No, fuck them. I'll, I'll hurt feelings. You know what? I'll say it. I'll say it right now. You know how much they, they offered me annually? As, well, we should say as uh, what position? Uh, as a technical director. Okay. I'm, a, I'm a technical director. Is it six figures? Yeah. Not bad. I mean. Uh, no, no, no. It, it's starting. 180. That's that Coke premium, I guess. And by Coke, I mean Charles Coke, not yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. the drug. I mean, I could get, all, I could have all the Coke. <laughs> you can have all the Coke. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good it, stuff. It's it's insane. Well, Beatrice and Schoen I don't is do not it. quite at that it. level, no. but she she is one of those like. International right-wing lunatics. Right. Okay. Um, Steve Bannon gave an interview before the election where he previews, he, he does his uh, Nostradamus, basically, and gives like his prediction of uh, how the election will be. And I thought it would be fun to just listen to his... Uh, I have four clips here. Okay. Listen, listen to, to what he predicted. And it is interesting. It is funny because we know now uh, how, it, how it went down. But it is also interesting... 
just to highlight the conservative mindset, uh, the conservative brain rot, the conservative mm-hmm. projection that ever, everything they say is just projection. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll, we'll just uh, we'll, we'll launch into this and then discuss further. This is uh, the first clip. What I want to talk about uh, with you, um, and you said uh, that Trump can win this election, and as of today, is he on the path of victory at the very moment? Trump is going to win. Here's just for the German audience understand something that the uh, back in the spring we could see because of our work on the pandemic, which we took very seriously. Right, we were all over this pandemic as really being very He's right. Actually, on, we realized that the progressive left and the media was causing mass hysteria. Okay, and traumatizing their low information voter base, and we could see in the, in the spring in these Democratic primaries, nobody was showing up. And then when they voted by mail, a huge percentage of these ballots in Democratic primaries by Democrats were tossed out as being uncertifiable or illegitimate. Sixty-nine percent of Democrats are too traumatized to go to the polls. They need to vote some other way. So Donald Trump right now, for your German audience, particularly for Alternative for Deutschland and other conservative (laughs) groups, understand something. Donald J. Trump is going to win massively. On the day that matters, that's election day. That is key. The day that matters is election day. I mean, if you're a Nazi, <laughs> like... It is interesting that that he was talking... I mean, he's been talking about this for a while now, about <sighs> they have been priming their base for months. Now. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, like, they're, they're, you know, they're moving the goal... Like, their whole thing is moving the goalposts because they knew that he was going to lose like that like look all right and and this is well i, I love the idea that um so we, we're in the middle of a global pandemic unprecedented times right and um we're trying to make this election safe so that we don't crowd hundreds of people at a time indoors at polling places so so we are going to so, offer people so, mail-in voting. All right. So, like, but, like, this is, all right. I feel like I'm moved by the spirit of Sam Cedar, who's about to <laughs> enter my body. But, like, <laughs> every single thing about this is specious, right? Because they only care about one day, which is the second Tuesday of this past yes. November. And right? we will come back to that in a later And, and literally, literally, they don't care about any other date enumerated in the Constitution on this process, right? They don't care about, like you literally had Peter Navarro, who's a moron talking about, they can push back inauguration day. You can't, it's yes. literally enumerated in the, in the constitution. The, mm-hmm. the, the certification date is numerated, enumerated in the constitution. The like literally everything except, you know, but they, but they want to die on the hill of the second Tuesday in November. Right, like, or the first Tuesday in November after the first whatever the fuck Monday, uh, it, it's or the first Sunday, it, it, it's absurd. And uh, also, as know, if, um, as and, if, also, like, there weren't numerous, at the very least, in Pennsylvania, um, Republican legislatures that specifically um, prevented right mail-in ballots. They, from they, they, being they don't counted care about it on election day. 
They don't give a you shit. They, the, the, the fact is they don't care. But it speaks to the larger thing that's been bothering me. And I'm sorry, like, anybody who's listening here, I know our last episode was September 11th. Um, and we've been dealing with a lot of shit. Uh, it, it's just like, we got behind the eight ball, and then it just like, too many things have happened. We, we just kind of wanted to wait to the last possible minute to kind of recap all this shit. Cause we, we, we ended up in a recap situation. Um, and so this is the section where we kind of like bridge the gap from September 11th to now. Um, but I mean, it, it, it's, they don't give a shit about democracy. They have never given a shit that their whole argument is like, you know what nobody's saying? What every Democrat should be saying? The way Eric Garcetti should be saying, uh, I'm going to fix homelessness and this virus and you guys can sue me? Homeowners or whatever the fuck, zone people or whatever the fuck you want to do? <laughs> like, it, it, the, the, like, if we had a real mayor, that's what he would be doing. Mm -hmm. um, but the fact is, the Republicans want you to believe that something that only happened once in the first 224 years of this country, which is a popular vote loss and an electoral college victory, is now the fucking norm for the third time in 20 years. And now, and now, like, they want you to believe that not in one state, like in Florida in 2000 or in three states, which is 77,000 votes over three states in 2016. They want you to believe that that is what should be the standard over seven fucking states, which they all lost. And you want to talk about how they, they want to say that they're defending the constitution. They want you to believe that every safeguard that was built into this system that only came into conflict once in 224 years is now the norm for the third time in 20 years. If I was a Democrat, I would literally start with that every time I talked about this subject, if I was a, a, a political leader in this country, I would say they are trying to con you into believing something that happened once in 224 years <laughs> is now the norm and is happening two has happened three times in the last 20 and that that's normal. Well, let's queue up uh, clip number two, because I think it, it, it talks to, to this idea. Let's go for it. What is this TIP or TIP or how you name it? You, you name it Transition Integrity Project. Who is that? Transition Project is just is just the globalists trying to do a rear guard action. Of course. To basically ward off through essentially a coup, uh, another massive Trump victory. Here's what it is: it's it's threefold. It's got a legal element to it, headed up by they have a war room now. They've announced the New York Times, headed up by guess who? Uh, Holder, the Attorney General, right? So you got you got Holder as the Attorney General heads it up. They have 800 top attorneys. They have a major New York law firm called Perkins Coy who's been on retainer. They have former Solicitor Generals, former U.S. Attorneys. Colin Powell. 
and what they've already filed is 200 lawsuits. It's the reason we need a new justice on the Supreme Court to get to a nine-man court immediately. The Democrats are forcing this. <laughs> okay, they're they're forcing the enforce like the Constitution. Like, like you literally like, oh my God, the Solicitor General. Like, oh my God, they have former Attorney Generals and Solicitor Generals. Oh my God. But I also love like, like this, but, this. But but let's go with Jenna Ellis and Sidney Powell, <laughs> right? Like those are the fucking standard bearers of of, of Western democracy. Like Sidney, like Jenna Ellis and Sidney Powell, and, and like you're gonna talk about solicit. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Like, this is why I get frustrated because, you know, people, we are a couple of guys with no credentials. Mm-hmm. This is where I get mad where I don't have credentials because I know. Emphatically so. Emphatically that we're, had I, like, I'm talking from a, a credentialed mindset, <laughs> so to speak, because, like, I know how the shit works. I just didn't go to fucking law school. Um. This is infuriating because Steve Bannon is a moron. Well, who understands? I don't think he's a moron. Actually, I think... no, 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 no. He, he is. He is. It, okay, he's one of the it, few right. smart he, he ones, stakes, but he's just he stakes so out moron. He stakes out moron positions. He well, stakes he's out unbelievably positions. cynical. Is what it, is what he right, is. No, no, he he gets morons. He t- he gives them the moron chum to get them in a frenzy. Right. Like he understands. But, but, but what's also like unbelievable to me about all of these clips, and even more, clip three is maybe the worst one, mm-hmm. um, is that it's all projection. Everything he says is exactly what they're what trying to do. They're doing. Yeah. Right. This whole Absolutely. idea that they're going in with a with a bunch of like lawyers and are in the courts and doing this law lawfare and whatever, like that's what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, no. And, it, it, but it, like, but in in order, I think for for I their have, base to accept I have, this unprecedented, uh, basically like just shredding of the norms that they're doing right now, they have to months before the election, like he's doing, just positing this idea that oh, this is what the Democrats are doing, yeah, so yeah. we need to respond yeah. in kind, right? So it's that, that's what he's doing. Typical abuser here. behavior, right? Uh, like uh, like. Look, I have never in my life until Trump been on the side of anything Jackie Goldsmith ever thought or <laughs> Benjamin Wittes or any of those fucks at Lawfare. And now I'm like, yeah, these motherfuckers are spitting. Like, like, fuck those people. Like, I hate the people at Lawfare. I listen to them because, like, it's the whole, like, you need the other side's uh, information or perspective, um, except... Like, I need these centrist dickheads who are fucking, who have specious arguments, because they're the only ones who even come close to making any sense right. from, from, a, from a perspective that's not mine. Because if I have to go to what has become the other side, it's literally Rudy Giuliani and Jenna Ellis and Sidney <laughs> Powell who are fucking idiots. They're either idiots or whores. Or both. Like, I'll say this. Rudy Giuliani is a whore. Rudy Giuliani is a whore. He's not a fucking idiot. He's a whore who is now, who has become addled by drink because he's a dirty alcoholic piece of shit who's in his mid 70s 
And I, and I, I look, sue me, motherfucker. I know the fucking bars you used to go to on the Upper East Side. <laughs> All right, fuck you. You're a fucking alcoholic piece of shit. That's why the Grecian was rolling down to your fucking lip from your fucking temple in front of the Four Seasons fucking, uh, you know. Is, is that also why, why he has like soy like, sauce yeah, like yeah. dripping out fuck of his hand? Fuck him. Fuck his son. <laughs> fuck his idiot fat face son. Ginger version of him. Piece of shit, Andrew. All right. Uh, shout out to your daughter who's like gay and awesome who thinks you're a piece of shit. <laughs> but um and your first yes, wife, shout out to her shout out to her um but rudy's a whore who has had his mental acuity thank god ruined by his alcoholism yeah all right but jenna ellis and fucking sydney powell are just straight uh, up lunatics morons lunatics so, yeah morons all right so like the other side is literally like either degenerate alcoholics or idiots let me take a sip of my wine. <laughs> but this is uh, Bannon's whole uh, role in, in this, yeah, yeah. Is, that, is that he is there to legitimize them and give them some kind yeah, of yeah. like uh, sheen that they are legitimate fucking actors in this. Yeah. Because he is like, you know, he's this Bengali who like fucking um, pulls all the strings yeah. um, behind the scenes. So let's go to cup three. Let's move on to three, yes. This is why they forced this issue about the Supreme Court justice. Many of these right now are already in route to the Supreme Court. They, what they've done is gone to the state level. Remember, in our elections, it's all run by the 50 states and territories actually run their own elections. What these, what the, uh, what the uh, opponents of Trump have done is already going to court to try to change the rules. What they want to do, they call it election month. They want basically an unlimited amount of time to, to make phony ballots. Right, phony. That's a lie. And to be voting what we call by the pound. You're a liar. Using the courts, we have a term over here called lawfare. It's a, a form of warfare where you're using the courts to do it. They're very sophisticated. They have unlimited funding. <laughs> unlimited funding, really. George Soros. Party. Gotcha. Uh, they are right. really. They're, they're ramping up, and they are. They are. They're smash mouth. They're brutal. They're going into these courts, and they have many of these judges are left wing judges. You're a piece of shit. You're. That's a lie. <laughs> Literally um, every single thing he said in that clip everything that is, is said the opposite is well not only a lie but it's the opposite of reality actually. Right. Uh, like, but also they're no, going except into for one thing. State. Except for one thing, the states do control uh, state law. Yes. Rules over yes. elections, and that has yes. always been. What's crazy is that's always been a conservative Republican idea. Yes. Yes. Okay. But also, like, but also, around, but also like I, 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 I rant and rave like a lunatic. Fuck with me about the judicial system. I know this shit cold, motherfuckers. I'm making it in Hollywood, <laughs> and the truth is, my first and true and real like talent and passion is the motherfucking law and the Constitution, bitches. And I will fucking take you the fuck apart if you fuck with me on it. <laughs> the truth is. That, that that they have always championed uh, the 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 states to determine the reason why Jim Crow was so effective for so long was because of this system that they have championed that they now want to rail against, which has been the only defense against this fucking president and this movement 
of nationalist fucking scumbag fucking fascist fuck faces. And I mean, you know, and you're right, of course. But the other thing is like, they're the ones who are going to the States. Right. They're the By ones the way, who have unlimited funding. They're, they're one the in ones 60. who seated fucking right wing maniacs on the courts at every fucking level. Yep. It is the exact opposite of what he's saying. But of Absolutely. course, I mean, as we said, I mean, he is just there to sow uh, the ground so that, you know, after oh, yeah. the yeah. election, this can bloom, right? But I mean, th- it, this is the psychosis of right wing people in this country is just well, to they, me it's, distilled it's, it's, in this it's, clip it's it is, laziness it's it, it is the, it is the ultimate lazy patriotism right like fascism is is what you take when you take a fucking it, like fascism and nationalism right like those two things uh i i think they're the same thing but uh, essentially but it's when you take a patriotic sensibility, right, and, and make that the priority, but make the engine of it laziness, right? It takes it takes your 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 deepest value being, I identify with being this from this country and the values that this country is, but with no self reflection or desire to know about anything that makes it work. And what the the victories and more more importantly the failures that have made this thing a thing, right? But I don't it's even the I don't laziness even think, that I goes into think... this shit, and, and it's like I just want to be able to wave a flag <laughs> and say that I'm great without ever having to do anything to contribute right. to it or understand it. It's not just in, it's not just contributing. It's understanding. That's as, as important. This is the worst part about this Bannon thing is that Bannon understands every bit of it. Oh, yeah. No, no. They he are just always does led by people who understand these things. Right. But I also think, I mean, what he's saying here, I mean, there's nothing patriotic about this. This is all just no, tribalism. No. This is no, just no, no, like no. vile tribalism that has nothing to do even with like just old school conservative fucking nationalism. They are That's the enemies of patriotism. Right. Of yes. true patriotism. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. They are actually, the enemies yes. of real yes. patriotism. Yes. Nationalism is diametrically opposed to true patriotism. But this is even worse than nationalism, though. I think I think tribalism is Fascism. the only real word Fascism. because because yeah. it's not even about like he's not even making a point of about like America as a nation or like you know. No, he's country. talking about a system and fuck he's, this. He's talking right. He's talking about like this. Trumpism movement mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with what they have been espousing, you know, d- during the during the Bush era, during the the McCain era, um, th- this sense of like patriotism, like you say, this is just this is like literally just a fascist movement that they're trying to cement yeah. as some kind of um, yeah. legitimate conservatism. And that's it. I mean, that's that's just what he's trying to uh, to, to legitimize yeah. there. All right. All right. Let's move on to clip number four, clip which is four. The, the the best. The, the, this is the, the shortest one to uh, to counter. Okay. Let's do it. Let's go to election day. Um, what will happen? What is what you see is likely to happen? What is what do you anticipate? Um, the day of election day. On election day, Trump will have a mess. 
of turnout across the country are people that do the vote like we've always done it, a secret ballot. When you go in to pull the curtain behind you, you've got the ballot in front of you. Nobody's there. You fill out your ballot. You don't sign it. You've already checked in. It's a secret ballot. You drop it in. Those votes will be counted that night. And Donald Trump, by the evening of November 3rd, I wish that people could see your face. And the progressive left will go crazy. They will pull out all stops, all stops, to turn around that outcome. And that's the predicate that gets set that they're not going to be able to undo. That election of Trump on November 3rd, no matter what they try to do, they will not unwind that. We will never give up. So, first so, of all, so, so, I'll so just first do of one all, thing. fuck him. I'll, I'll, say, I'll say just one thing before you go off, because I, know, I yeah. think I know where, where, what you're going to say. But just to, to say this, at midnight on November 3rd, Biden was ahead in the Electoral College. Exactly. That's all I'm going to say. No, no, no. no that, that's exactly where I was going to go with it. Because fuck him, he's a liar piece of shit. Because the truth is, despite the vote counts, he had no Electoral College lead whatsoever, period, the fucking end. When any time zone, like if you want to do it like, well, at midnight on the East Coast, you know, right. he, had a, like, he never had a lead in any of the play. He never had the Electoral College lead anywhere ever when That's anything right. fucking closed. And also this, this whole idea specious, that like- this is a specious bullshit fucking argument that if it were to work for him, he would still have to concede that more things needed to be counted after midnight in Hawaii, motherfucker. Do we want to go to Guam? I don't know. Guam doesn't have electoral college votes, but they don't count. But, Frank, they don't count. They don't count. But they, I, I'm, I'm just saying, like, that in, in anywhere where there is a fucking time zone where things are closing, he, he never had an electoral college lead. Get the fuck out of here, you lying piece of shit. Because you know, here, here's the truth. You want to know the, you want to know the truth? You want to know the fucking truth? Because it didn't matter. It didn't matter, right? I was in fucking Singapore when I submitted my uh, absentee ballot for New York State in 2000 for Al Gore. Mm -hmm. Okay? Al Gore argued specifically only for Florida, not to count absentee ballots in front right. of the Supreme Court. Right. <laughs> uh, and it wouldn't have mattered. The truth is it wouldn't have mattered because if they had just counted the ones in fucking Dade County that were actually fucked up, he would have won anyway. Um, and that was in one state. Um, yeah. This is absurd. All right. Like, but, but, and I say this because the people in Florida, their argument was for absentee balloting. Mail-in balloting has always benefited Republicans because they get a disproportionate amount of elderly voters across right. the nation. And elderly voters traditionally have made the majority of mail-in voters nationwide. They've never had a problem with it. They have benefited from it directly in, senator, uh, in senatorial uh, races and, you know, 
in statewide elections, they have consistently benefited from this. Okay. Um, I also thought you were you were going to say like every single military personnel that is stationed and, abroad. Yeah, no. yeah, and everybody who's I mean. not who isn't a resident like so. California has a metric shit ton of military uh, personnel. The vast majority of which are not residents of California. They mm -hmm. vote. All right. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Which is why it's such a purple state as political. I, I, like, uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Who was an actual uh, dude I served with? Who's an actual resident of California? Like I'm thinking I'm coming up with l under 20%. You know, and, and and in that 20%, I'm counting people that were from other states who eventually just bought a house because they were career people mm -hmm. in there. But the vast majority of, uh, uh, of the military are people who only do one tour. So they never change their residency to the state that they live in. When they're stationed, they keep it to where they joined. Mm -hmm. So all of those people, when they vote, they vote absentee. Whether they're in Iraq or Afghanistan or Japip, they're <laughs> fucking voting Kentucky right. or fucking North Carolina or Florida from wherever the fuck they are. But the thing that I, that I find interesting about these clips is that um, this was over a month before the election and you see... You hear Bannon. You hear Bannon talk about what he's talking about, and you see the playbook oh, yeah. how it played out. There is a deep state. Yeah, it's the, counter, which, it's the counter. Which is state. it is the counter state that is that is controlled by people like Bannon. All right. I mean, you know, Rudy is a regular guest on Bannon's show. I watched a few episodes recently just because you know I, want, I wanted to see where he's at now he's openly saying Biden will not be president I mean we're going to find out real soon but yeah right yeah no but I mean you know Rudy is on his show all the time Pete Navarro is on his show all the time he has literal people that are in the Trump administration on his show talking about you know oh they're going there to steal some, it yeah. There, yeah there is something uh, Pete Navarro put out some uh, report showing how like in certain states there are certain irregularities that blah yeah, blah 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 it's insane it's insane it is he is a fucking official high ranking official in the White House that is going on Steve it, Bannon's well, fever dream show here's the thing arguing about he, how he's not actually by his position not a real uh high-ranking official he's a he's in a clown job but because he's such a sycophant he has been elevated uh to high-ranking official in in perception because he's the only one who's willing to go out there and and, and sully his, his himself right in this way I mean, he's because he's disgusting and he's a moron, yes. and he's a loser, and he's a piece right. of shit. Like, the but, truth but, is, he has but, he couldn't... If you put, like, if I told him that his positions, right? Like, if we could do magic, and I could say, Peter Navarro, come here, motherfucker. And I could say, okay, your positions 
determine, all right, you're going to stand there. And you can stand there or you can stand five feet to your right. But the firmament that builds what you're standing on is your positions or the opposite positions. And here's a 50 fucking pound anchor that I'm going to put around your neck. Now you can stand on your positions or you can stand on the opposite positions. But if it gives way, you're going to fucking die. He would stand on the opposite positions. Because he knows his positions are bullshit. Like if you could like take your statements, like, no, you have to own this motherfucker. Like, and literally there's a, there's a fucking 500 foot drop of death. And the only thing that can keep you up is the veracity of what you said versus the things that people are speaking against you said. <laughs> and here's the fucking 50 pound weight around your neck. Yeah. But I mean, you know, they're, he would, they're all... he'd fucking take the opposite position like that. But it's it's um, it's amazing to, it's amazing to see it play out like that in in the open. Yeah, you know this yeah, no, this th- there is this movement that has Trump at its well nobody's held, been is, held accountable. And, and, no and, and well and well and I and I will uh, you know teeing up the Obama episode again. <laughs> um, I concede that. Um, we have culturally let them off the hook. Did you ever see the Reagan series I told you about? Not yet. Not yet. You have no. to watch it. Yes, you have to I watch know. it. I know. You have yeah. to watch it. Yep. You have to watch it because yeah. this shit is as this is really the like everything Reagan was fighting for is what's happening now. Yeah, one hundred percent. And and that and that like shout out Showtime. Shout out that the Reagans. Shout out Ron Reagan Jr. for being real, for being a real one about his pops. I mean, really, when when you when it comes down to it, the COVID again, once again, like you said two hours ago, uh, at this point, uh, shows us all the inadequacies of of government writ large, not only in the United States, but of course in the United States, just lays bare all of the, uh, the specifically American inadequacies. Mm-hmm. One of them being that. For the last 50 years, it has been a concerted effort to de- delegitimize the state as such. Yep. So we, and at the same time, there has been a huge um, propaganda effort that de-emphasized the role of government in people's lives as a uh, positive, as a force for good. Yep. And not only, unfortunately, it's not, it's not only a... Uh, propaganda effort. It's also because of this effort to dismantle the administrative state. Also, the, the power of the state to do good in people's lives also diminished uh, yep. over time. So we are in this in this in this situation now where people don't even in this in the United States don't even know that they can expect more from the government than what. They're getting. They've been getting, yeah. Right. No. I always go back to uh, the the example of the French, where if anything like what's going on in the United States would happen in France, yeah, 
shit would be. I mean, the entire country would be burned yeah. to the ground. So the, the, when I was, there was still a living tweet, in Europe, there was a tweet this morning where a girl was like, "My French boyfriend." I read him all the headlines uh, in the newspapers today. He's like, "And there is nothing on fire. How do they expect anything to be fixed?" Exactly right. The, <laughs> when I was still living in Europe. <laughs> and you wanted you wanted to travel by train, let's say, from Germany to France. The joke was always, are, are they striking right now uh, in France? Because that's always the thing. It's like there was always either uh, the the railroad was striking, or the bus drivers were striking, or Air France was striking, or someone was always yeah, striking yeah, yeah. In, in France because they always engage in some kind of power struggle with the fucking state because they want. Uh, they have some kind of dignity <laughs> that Americans don't have, <laughs> which is they are expecting more from their government. You know? Yeah. Um, and, but, I mean, th th that is... You know, the United States have just has been this Petri dish of perfect neoliberal growth, right? Which, unfortunately, had, as one of the effects, just this complete depolitization of the population and also just there is something very provincial about the united states that oh yes people don't realize that abroad things are so much i mean no i should not say they're so much different we just had the counter example about the vaccines but the the one thing i, I read a, a book uh called angrynomics uh recently which basically the argument is that um the main in western industrial societies at least but also in China and in India, for example, the main uh, kind of driving force of the electorate is anger. But one of the things they're saying that is a very different about the situation in the United States, which is very true, there are certain stressors in American society that just don't exist anywhere else in yeah. Western industrialized society, which is two things mainly, healthcare and race. Right. Yeah. Um, and no, it makes because, perfect sense. Because you can get by in Europe on a, on a small, modest income in Europe than the United States. Just, just the one thing, healthcare, is just taken care of. You can go to the doctor, that's it. Yeah. You don't need to, you don't need to worry about it. No, no, I mean... Um, and people in the United States don't realize it. No, no, no totally, totally. Um, you reminded me, oddly enough, of... Uh, this is not me being like an, an arrogant European. I'm no, just no, like, no. just like a statement of fact. You know? No, no, no. Uh, um, Alfred Molina. I think he might be a sir at this point. Um, the actor is a British citizen, or I, mean, I, think he's an Amer I think he has dual citizenship now, but he grew up in England, uh, the son of Spanish immigrants, um, who... Had, who were like I think one was a a like I think his mother was a was a turned down uh you know like like hotel maid and his dad was a bartender mm -hmm. but he got to go to all the best schools he had health care and all of that um because of the NHS and because um he had he had a high minimum wage for his dad who was a bartender his dad was a career bartender right and yep. waiter but had all the benefits of a of a working class life that anybody should have and he was able to go to all the best schools um because like his school like his healthcare wasn't uh 
because of his financial status, because his like he literally got every opportunity to become the actor that we all like and love and respect. Um, because he was able to go to the same schools that a rich kid was able to go to because that didn't affect his parents' um, ability to provide for him. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't, so they didn't go get to go skiing in Sweden or wherever the fuck, Switzerland, whatever the fuck that you know rich people in Europe do. Um, but he got to go to the same school as the kids who did. He got to get the same access to education and healthcare that those kids got. And you want to talk about meritocracy, and he got to be a great actor because of it, but because he was starting where we talk about, like everybody starts on the same level, that's not true. He got to start on a more even footing because what mattered was healthcare and housing and access to education. Education, yes. You know what I mean? Like, he was able to have a steady roof over his head. He was able to be able to get medicine when he was sick, and he got to go to the same schools that other kids got to go to. This idea of grinding and hustling and and working 16-hour days every day to have a modicum of comfort in the United States is the biggest neoliberal psyop ever. No, absolutely. Rap music also has played its role in it. But anyway, let's not go down that rabbit hole. I think we have said enough for this. I think we're good. I think we're covered. We might might, uh, pick up uh, here at a later later time. So, (laughs) So... with that, it's, it's, this has been a year in the making. Uh, episode 25, we mostly, like, we had a huge break. Um, but we, we, we banged out, on average, an episode every other week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very mm-hmm. loosely. But, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, we will be shifting because it's no longer uh, a national election. And the truth is we never planned it to be just a reaction podcast. Well, this is also our... F- fourth or fifth gig uh so doing it weekly is really not sustainable and that too yeah we we also all the shit we talk about how we like fuck like the 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 grind and all this other shit guess what we're we're out here grinding we're out here grinding (laughs) motherfuckers we don't we want to be able to have one job so that we can do this podcast all the time for you people but this country is fucking us so (laughs) you know, producing movies and, and narrative podcasts and graduate <laughs> school and like Fortune 500 businesses and all this other bullshit. Yeah, we're doing all that shit, motherfuckers. And also like being politically active, going to meetings, voting, putting out shit. Like we do all that shit and we're still trying to give you people the straight dope. So yeah. Uh, podcasting for the love of the game. Yeah, yeah. Like this is, this is the passion. Like, so more like, tell your, tell your friends. So that like, this could be the money and we can do this all the time. That's what I told my parents when I said, when I told them, uh, you know, 12 years ago now, I'm going to move to New York. I told them it's because one day I will be a podcaster. (laughs) I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. (laughs) Oh man. God. Yes, no, but this is, uh, let's say this is the series finale of Dilettante Central. Yeah, today, season one epi- finale. Episode season 25. One. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. are pivoting to a different um, uh, format, and I yeah. will readily admit that I copied this from a German podcast. 
<laughs> called D29er, which is one of my favorite podcasts that I listen to. I can't pronounce it, but I endorse it. <laughs> we are pivoting to a monthly format. Once a month, we're doing this. Yeah, we, we can do this. We can this do this once a month. Commit once to. a month. Yes, exactly. Uh, and instead of just uh, reacting to the day-to-day -day bullshit, basically just internalizing the Twitterification of everything, uh, we, are, we are going to try to take a more macro view of the month and whatever seems interesting to us in terms of general news items. Um, so yeah, it should be, yeah. It, it should be good. Yeah. And so next episode, we should know if, uh, Biden, uh, is the president or if we're in a civil war and autocracy is going down. Exactly. <laughs> Stay tuned for that. You will hear about Stay that at that. the beginning yeah. of February. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for taking the journey. All four of you who are still with us, maybe possibly. Yes. Um, you know, episode 25, Dilton Central. That was it. Uh, season one finale. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to end with, uh, one of my favorite uh, season one finale uh, yells, Walt! <laughs> Walt! <laughs> Real ones will know what that is. Um. Uh, I, I will, I will um, do my season, one of my, my favorite season one finale scenes, which is I'm going to uh, step outside of my apartment and sit down in the stairway and just stare into nothingness. And that's it. Right on. Real ones know as well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. All right. Peace out. Peace. Chain smoking beaties till his brain's broken completely. Get back on his feet, work out, and eat some Wheaties. Greedy for the cheese, please, most couldn't fathom. Had him in the Cobra clutch when he spat the mad him gems. Collection of brats, Tims, and hats. Had no time for the pity pat, I'll give him that. The rhythm hit him back with a right hook. Shook it off, caught a sign, I thought it was a high look. Depends on the shades, the end of days fades Pretenders lay in dazes on stages, do melees Eat it up, microphone, microwave, mayonnaise His own way was strange, but it matters not Tuned into a frequency tone at shattered rock Hold it down like Shatner do Spock Rapper jocks need to put a sock in a chatterbox The block got lied to Vioxx stock Folks gather round, it's no joke like knock knock It's them they came home to roost, y'all, and watch them transform the game to the rules of foosball. She's too small. Any questions? Him could squeeze blood from a penny in the recession. Keep guessing. It gets deeper than depression. The power of suggestion. Wake or sleep or peep the lesson. Dig that beat. Ripped it with metal fingers and stomped it with big fat feet. And you know what they say. Cut the hay. Resistance is futile, you will be assimilated But today, it's all gray Metallic with a ruby stone Rude like the type of dude you could write a movie on Hardcore porn Did his own stunts Rid his own rhymes And split his own blunts once In a while Every other minute Eyes pop out Popeye heavy on the spinach Steady on his business And ready with an ill pitch Keeps the bad bills niche Like Danny Cousinil's niche 
No hitch, just a shitload of spit and sneeze. Strictly G stacking up, off a rack of hidden fees. Rappers like the gay club striptease. With hippies on the yip saying, hey, bump, grip these. They screaming for attention, beaming at the mention of a scary demon convention. You could cut the tension with a switchblade and serve it on the same plate of hors d'oeuvres a witch made. Filleted, persuaded the chambermaid to bet her paycheck on a get naked game of spades. Straight up, no chaser, no layaways, caution, faint taste of microwave mayonnaise. Doom has taken over every continent.